With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we welcome you in midweek, Wednesday, February 22nd. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Hope you're having a nice week. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Fremont Street there in Las Vegas. Got a huge show. This is crazy as far as the quarterback. So the Russell Wilson and Justin Fields watch continues. We talked about it yesterday here on the program. While we were on the air, DraftKings was tweeting about the flip. So again, the Falcons were plus 150 to get fields. And then as we were on the air, they moved to minus 150. It's minus 130 right now. The Steelers, your second betting favorite to grab fields at plus three and a half. So th- plus 350. We're going to get to that. Now, the fascinating number from yesterday was Russell Wilson. He was a big time favorite to land with the Steelers. I can tell you this, what we do know, and I'm 99% sure. So we can report Justin Fields is not going to be a bear. And Russell Wilson is not going to be a Denver Bronco. We've got plenty on that coming up. Up along with the Aron Saint, uh, why did I just forget his name, big guy? Aron Saint Brown. He he and his brother, the wide receiver there with the Lions, they have a podcast. And they had just now, they got a weird podcast. They got a cool podcast. Like, for example, they had Jameer Gibbs on recently, and they asked him, do you love your girlfriend? So they, they ask weird questions, but they had Justin Fields on, and we have clips from Fields talking about why he unfollowed the Bears, which is important in 2024. It just is. That's the reality. And also, where is his favorite place to play, which is very fascinating. Now, We've got a full college basketball slate today. If you like fireworks, you're going to love Florida and Alabama. Alabama tied as your best scoring team in the country. Florida, your eighth. Okay, we've got a total of 174 in Bama tonight. We're going to get to that game coming up in just a bit. I thought there were a lot of, last night was awesome on the college hardwood, and I thought there were a lot of lessons as a better we can take from what we saw last night as we approach the conference tournaments into the NCAA tournament. So we're going to get to those. Again, some great lessons for a better. Plus, we have found here on Sharp Money the team we're going to adopt for the tournament. Their odds right now are 20 to 1, but it's the perfect amalgamation of the current college basketball, college football state of affairs. And this team represents that perfectly. So if we're going to be forced to get involved in this dance and we're headed to the big dance, we're going to adopt the team and you can follow along. As far as show business, oh, and I also wanted to mention, how about VEASAN Primetime? They had a good guest on last night, and I've been standing by this. I'll stand on my ten toes when talking about J.J. McCarthy. People have him going top five, the Michigan quarterback. I wouldn't use a draft pick on him. Not in the first round, not in the second, not in the third. Once we get to the fifth, okay, maybe I'll take a flyer on the Michigan quarterback, but I don't think he's a first-rounder. I can guarantee you that. So we'll get into the clip that was played last night because the nature of draft season is one that is bipolar. And what I mean by that, like, for example, Daniel Jeremiah is a very well-respected draft analyst. He has JJ McCarthy going, I believe eight, somewhere around there, big guy to the Falcons here. Where is he on the list there? McCarthy. Yep. Eight to the Falcons. And then last night, a gentleman that's involved in analyzing the draft on Vison primetime said he's got him graded as a third rounder. 
that is that's a bipolar nature of the draft. So a lot to do there as we welcome in the big guy here on Sharp Money, Dustin Sweetelson, decked out in plaid today. A couple of things I, I wanted to mention. One, we've got show business to get to, and today I'm excited about this. We're going to welcome in a new family member for the family vids, and that is Julian Edlin who is host of The Sweat over at the DK Network. So Julian has sent a video. He's got a college basketball play. Also, welcome in, formerly of CBS, now of Driving the Line, Alan Bell is going to join. He's going to be part of the family moving forward as we try to provide you here for three hours as, with as many picks as possible. And speaking of picks, I'm taking a look at the list outside of Alan Bell and Julian Edlow. We've also got four College basketball plays from race and sports book director at the Borgata, Thomas Gable. We've got one, two, three, four, five plays from Mike Samich. And Aaron Halterman's going to be joining us on the show a little bit later. He's got three plays on tap for you. Outside of that, it's a mouthful. I've said a lot to start the program. We've got Mike Palm joining, of course, CEO, VP of Ops there, circa the Golden Gate, the D. He's going to be joining for Palm versus... The big guy, and then Wes Reynolds, one of our colleagues here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, will be joining in the final hour as well. So looking forward to connecting with Wes, who's been on a streak with the picks, VEASAN.com slash picks. Okay, I think I've droned on enough. Let's bring in the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, live at the D there, Fremont Street in Vegas. What's cracking, big guy? I do have an update. Uh, while we're just like tidying up some ends here, or tying up some loose ends, uh, there's an update to the contest between Jonathan Von Tobel and myself. He and, I, he and I have agreed to some parameters, but we're not going to give those out till he's back on the show Mondays at uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll give you that. But there is a wrinkle we are adding. We want, similar to the betting thing, making this a community of people like all involved in the show and VEASAN, we are adding a uh, listener element to our weight loss challenge. And Bill A.D. replied this morning to an email from JVT that, we want you to be in the mix. We'll figure out the rules for you. But basically, there is a VEASAN Pro subscription on the line for the biggest weight loser when it comes to this. We can't call it the biggest loser because of copyright issues. And everyone knows I would win the biggest loser if it was just being a loser in life. So we're adding a VEASAN Pro on the line. If you're, if you're already a subscriber, Bill says I'll tack on another year to your subscription. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So we finally figured out how to get Bill AD to respond to us. <laughs> we just bring somebody that he likes from the network into the mix. That is a great job by you guys. So JVT, who Bill does like, you and I, who he definitely does not like. We love Bill. He's just not too interested in the two of us. Well, I think that's great that Bill is offering that to a VEASAN Pro. Kudos to Bill. I, I think there's a chance Bill, you know, one of the, one of the founding fathers, him and Brian Musburger, or a VEASAN, they created this in the lab, and I think there's an element of, hey, um, I had this idea for VEASAN, and it didn't involve two fat guys sitting in front of a camera, so maybe there's an element with Bill where he's like, I would like the people representing the brand I created to not be as fat as they are right now. I think that I would like to say to Bill, I, this is not necessary, Dustin, this is not necessary, but Bill, I'm coming out of pocket for Sharp Money Survivor for 500 bucks. If you want to jump in with me on that one, not just the weight loss challenge, it could help the account a little bit. If not, I'm completely cool with covering it. So, okay. So you two are doing a weight loss challenge, you and Jonathan Von Tobel, one half of VEASAN Primetime, and now we're going to find a lucky listener to get involved as well. Now, how are we going to narrow down who's going to be the listener. Well, no, no, no. Every, we're, this is going to be a check-in weekly, bi-weekly thing. You weigh in, you take a picture of your feet on your scale, what the weight is, and we're going to track it. You have to reply every single week to be a part of it. We need to know you're not doing any shady stuff on the side. And every week we'll look at who's submitted and where they're at and how much they've lost, and we'll do it by percentage, whoever lost the greatest percentage that they needed to lose. Okay, awesome. That's great. I mean, I think it's all good. The whole entire big picture of this is to get healthy and a little incentive from the man over at vsin.com with the newsletter, Bill AD. So thank you for that, Bill. And good luck to everybody getting involved in the weight loss challenge. Look, the one thing you can control is weight. I know over the past six months going through what I've been going through, you, you can be in good, you can be in fine shape, whatever it is, and you can have life hit you. So at least you can control whether or not you know, you're overweight, and the big guy, JVT, and the rest of the crew, I give you props. Now, 
Sharp Money Survivor. We did have Kevin McDonough kick us off on Monday, and he did start 1-0, of course, with Iowa State covering at the Fertitta Center in Houston. Unfortunately, Kevin has been eliminated, so it's pick or die, and Kevin has been eliminated for Sharp Money Survivor. He had the Gale St. Mary's last night laying 7.5. Now, St. Mary's did take a five-point lead to the break. They couldn't knock down a three in the second half. They couldn't hit a free throw in the second half, and they were turning the ball over in the second half. They did hold on to beat the Dons there, San Francisco, 70-66. to But unfortunately, big guy, and I don't know what Jeff Propes used to say when he would kick somebody off an island, but Sharp Money Survivor, unfortunately, Kevin McDonough has been booted. Yeah, RIP, poor one out, thought he was going to go on a mini heater, but he still got one win, and I think one win in a vacuum is harder than people think, depending on when we choose you. I'm getting my email uh, inbox is absolutely flooded. I had like seven or eight people reach out as soon as the, like within minutes of the St. Mary's game ending, being like, he's out, when are we picking the next one? I'm ready to go. Like, everyone wants to be in the mix. We will try to get to as many as we can. Uh, but 1-0, you got to do better than 1-0. Can you get two? Can you get three? Can you get four? And it's not just about beating Kevin. It's about beating whoever's after you because at some point, as we all learn in betting, the heater does come to an end. Well, congratulations to Kevin for being the first contestant of Sharp Money Survivor. We now have the next contestant up. On the island. Now, this is going to start Monday. Remember, you put together the heater starting Monday or you get bounced on Monday. This week, Kevin McDonough got bounced on a Tuesday. Dustin Sweetelson, you can email us, sharpmoney at vsin.com. And there's some of the contestants or, excuse me, guidelines for what Sharp Money Survivor is. And are you ready to announce who's going to be starting up on Monday on the island? I, I'm not. I don't want to say the name yet. I want to make sure they come through. But I've had two or three people now with very good sales jobs on me. They've sold me with why they love VEASAN, why they love being a VEASAN pro. But I've got a few really good pitches. The question is, can you email us and get a better pitch in? And I'll choose you on Monday. Okay, there you go. Sharp Money Survivor, congrats to Kevin McDonough for getting us started. Now, a full slate of college basketball tonight. Like I said, as we get closer and closer to the conference tournaments and then the NCAA tournament, I think there's some lessons we learned from last night. Last night was a great slate of college hoops, and when we return, including the best team in the country by most prognosticators' opinion, that being UConn, got ran out the gym in Omaha there at Creighton. We'll discuss that. What can you take from it? Variance has something to do with it as we just get started here on a Wednesday edition. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, check out the brand new VSIN.com. As Mike knows, it's a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus, improved functionality, and get your education. The content's great over at VSIN.com, VSIN.com. We got you back here, Palm versus the big guy. Mike Palm with a commanding one nothing lead as we kicked it off last week. Mike, you won the coin toss oh. in the back. I am the judge, oh, oh no. jury, and prosecution. 30-second shot clock is up. Mike, your first. The greatest college basketball team you've ever seen is? Oh, that's an interesting question because of all time, it's UCLA 72, but I never saw them. I'm going to go with Arkansas in 94. The national champs went 31-3, and and I'm splitting hairs with Duke in 92. I thought those were the best two teams I saw. That 40 minutes of hell and Nolan Richardson, I mean, very good teams. They would run out of the building, not just at Bud Walton. I'll go with the Razorbacks. Shot to Corliss Williamson. Big guy, you're up. Oh, it's an easy one for me. 2012, Kentucky Wildcats. 38-2 run. You had Anthony Davis averaging 14-10. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist guarding the perimeter. Terrence Jones, 12-7. Also had Deron Lamb shooting 46% from three. They dominated all of college basketball. Coach Cal uh, uh, accepted the one-and-done situation. And that's the last time we saw Coach Cal do anything meaningful in Lexington. One-and-done meant national championships for Cal. (laughs) Okay, boys, I'm going to mix it up today, so get ooh, ready. Ooh, get on your toes. All over the board here. I got multiple Dustin, pages. you're up next. Sydney Sweeney is hosting SNL this weekend. Who's the greatest cast member ever on SNL? Can we just appreciate Sydney? Just give me one moment to appreciate all that is. Um, you got 30 seconds. Yeah, it's uh, Chris Farley. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you've got the Paul McCartney interview. You've got Lunch Lady Land, Bear Superfan. Uh, you've got Chippendales, which has inspired like 12 of my Halloween costumes because I'm too cheap to buy anything expensive. And finally, Matt Foley, inspirational speaker. Where does he live? In a van down by the river. I thought this question was geared around what would have been Farley's 60th birthday. But I'm going to go against the grain here and say Dennis Miller. The six seasons that he did Weekend Update, every single week, that was the funniest comedy on television, and I never missed it. If you wanted to go with a more traditional cast member, I would say Dana Carvey. Mike Palm, you're on a deserted island. Mm. You have one album to bring. Which one do you bring? (sighs) I I had to split hairs here, and it's amazing because both these albums were released 80 days apart in 1994. I'm a huge Cranberries fan. Their best album was No Need to Argue, but I'm going to give the tip of the cap to those girls from H-Town. The writing's on the wall. Bills, 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 Bugaboo, Temptation, so good. <laughs> it's Destiny's Child, baby. <laughs> Destiny's Child. Whoa. I was not anticipating. Oh. All right. Mine Bills, is Bills, I, I can't focus. I can't focus on one, one group for long. So mine's a compilation. And it's called Now, That's What I Call Music, Volume 3. I think back to when, did, when was I most happiest in life? 1999, right before high school. All-Star by Smash Mouth came out. What's my age again? Blink-182. Casey and JoJo, tell me it's real. Limp Biscuit, Nookie. R. Kelly, if I could turn back the hands of time. Uh, nine, 98 Degrees, the hardest thing. This is when I was happiest in my life, 1999. Now that's what, that's what I call music volume three. Dustin Sweetelson, the best fit for Justin Fields next year is? The Atlanta Falcons. It is the perfect fit for him. 
No more weather to deal with playing in a dome. He gets to go back home where he started Harrison High School uh, in Cobb County. He gets a big wide receiver in Drake London who can make up for the fact that he has some inaccuracies in his passing game. Gets to start day one with a run game with B. John Robinson. And you have Zach Robinson as the OC who spent many years learning under Sean McVay. He's coming home. He's coming home. Justin Fields is coming home. I really tried to make an argument against the Falcons, but I couldn't. Dustin laid it out very well. It's a homecoming from him. All the other talent around him on the offensive side of the ball really fits into the fact that he's not the most accurate passer or that he can make the quickest reads, but he won't have to in Atlanta. Mike Palm, the Bears are going to pick a quarterback at one, Commanders will at two, and the Pats will at three. What order should the quarterbacks go? Well, how can the Bears pass on Williams? Because if he turns out to be an all-time great, I mean, that's a, that's, that seals your fate there. I think the question is at two, is it Jaden Daniels or Drake May? I would take a shot with Jaden Daniels if I'm the Commanders. I, I think his versatility and his escapability can make up for what could be a weak offensive line. Remember, they had the most sacks in the NFL last year. And then I don't know how you get beyond May as the third choice for the Pats. Caleb Williams has to be number yeah. one. Just reset that clock, get a little salary cap to mess with everywhere else around him. Generational talent, that's an easy one. Jaden Daniels, number two. And it's going to be more defined after the NFL Combine when he runs the 40. After he runs the 40, everyone's going to realize this is what we're looking for in today's NFL. And I'm slowly coming around that Drake may may not be as bad as I thought he was. I'm seeing a lot of experts say he makes a lot of NFL throws. I just know when I watch the games, he didn't come up big when it mattered a lot at North Carolina. So I go Williams, Daniels, Drake. Dustin Sweetelson, you're back on the island. Mm. You can only have one meal for the rest of your life. What is it? It's easy, and I can definitely do it on an island because it's sushi. I go to all-you-can-eat all sushi, and I'm undefeated. I walk in the room, and they're like, he's going to put us in the uh, red today. We're not going to win. I'm getting rolls. I'm getting the sashimi. I'm getting whatever, the sushi with the big meat on top of the ball of rice. I could eat sushi. I think my most in an in individual sitting is 80, 80 pieces of sushi. You know, I actually ate this meal for like three years, three times a week. It starts with a salad with French dressing, Patrick. You must have a baked potato with butter, creamed corn, a filet mignon cooked medium. Let's finish it off with a maple butter blondie, and you must have a bottle of Asti Spumante. I don't know if we could drink, but it's fair. Okay, Mike Palm, you're up. Seinfeld or Friends? Ah, this is, to me, not really much of a comparison. I never got into Friends. I never got the point of it. All those people, what happened to them? I mean, yeah, Aniston married well and made a few movies, but the rest of them, bust-outs. Kudrow's a bit actor, Schwimmer, who heard of him? LeBlanc was always a joke. Cox peaked on family ties. How about Seinfeld? Yeah, most people would rank that in the top five. I mean, Michael Richardson had his problems, but Julie Louis-Dreyfus had her own show. Uh, Jerry's gone on to have a very successful stand-up career after the show. Famous Broadway actor star Jason Alexander. I think this is a slam-dunk Seinfeld. Friends. Joey Tribbiani is one of the funniest characters in the history of television. Chandler basically invented sarcasm in the 90s. Monica, great anchor character. But there's two stars here of the show that take it over the top. It's Rachel, Jennifer Aniston, and the best co-star they had on Friends, whoever set the thermostat before every episode began filming. Okay, I see what you did there. It's February. It's a gross month. Dustin Sweetelson, what's the best month of the year? I mean, you have to go to the fall. The fall. Everyone knows the fall is the best, and that would be the month of October. We've gotten into conference play in college football. The World Series is on every single night. Most of the MLB playoffs. You've got NFL in full swing. We're figuring out who these teams are. But most importantly, when you walk out of your house or apartment or condo, wherever you live, there is a tinge in the air when that cold air hits your nostrils, makes you feel different on the inside, I have to go October. I'll go, sep palm. I'll go September, and we're splitting hairs here because they're right next to each other, but we get the kids out of the house and back to school, the start of <laughs> football, college, and NFL, the playoff races in MLB coming right down to the wire, we get to the 45-man rosters, and oh, by the way, my birthday's in September, so I'm biased. Happy birthday. Thank you. Coach K... Mike Palm is the all-time winningest college basketball coach, but who is the greatest college basketball coach of all time? Well, Dean Smith is the greatest college basketball coach of all time, and you can argue the championships and more games and all that, but I'm going to give you two stats that will never be topped 
for 33 consecutive seasons, their team finished in the top three in the ACC. That will never be done again. And since the tournament expanded from 81 to 93, they made the Sweet 16 every year. There was no one as consistent as Dean Smith. By the way, he integrated the city of Chapel Hill with the sit-ins, and he integrated the ACC conference with Charlie Scott. Well, the person I'm going to go with here is the most wins at retirement, 1,098, an eight-time champion, 18 Final Fours, 16 conference title, a five-time coach of the year, and this coach never missed a single NCAA tournament or had a losing season in charge of their program because it's Pat Summit. She's the greatest college coach of all time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's tallying them up. First one, college basketball was a push. SNL went to Mike. Destiny's Child, Bills, Bills, Bills went to Mike. <laughs> uh -oh, the field's one. answer went to Dustin. Uh -huh. Quarterback's question was a push. Yep. Island went to Mike. Yeah. TV, push. Month, push. Oh. Coach, Mike. Oh. One, two, three, four to one. This is a blowout. Oh, there was Big a, guy, next week you're going to have to step up. There was a lot of scuttle, but if Dustin couldn't perform, I know there was a short hook for the last guy. If Dustin couldn't perform, would they bring in a rotating guest? Who would I debate next week? Some suggested Dez. We'll see what happens. No, Mike, here's the thing. When it comes to performance, I may not be <laughs> able to do it right now. Look naturally. at his face. Look at his face. I, this is what I live I, for on Wednesdays. I may, I may not be able to do it. I, Mike, Mike I, have pill, I have pills at home that will help me perform. <laughs> Look at that face. He's done. He's done. We, lo we lost him. We lo he's done. It's over. He's gone. We're not getting him back. His earpiece it's fell out. out. <laughs> Oh, he's a mess. I've never seen him that red. He's the same color as the background. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Mike. Thank you. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Dustin Sweetelson, the big guy, live downtown Las Vegas at the D. And it's nice to see a familiar face. Wes Reynolds, who uh, you can have arguments, but many would say sharpest guy here at VSIN. VSIN tonight, of course, along with Matt Humans, 9P to 12A Pacific. And then, of course, the best golf podcast you can find. You can go find it. VEASAN.com usually drops on Tuesdays. Long Shots podcast at Wes Reynolds 1 on Twitter. Wes, it's great to see you. How are you? Fellas, uh, good to be with you. I'm doing well. Good. And you should be doing well because by our math, are you on a 70-56-2 run over at VEASAN.com with the picks? 70-56-2, my friend? I think so. I came up empty on the golf this weekend, though. This is not one of my better tournaments. Had him in position on Sunday with uh, Zalatoris and Cantlay, but Hideki Matsuyama decided to uh, shoot nine under and uh, uh, almost shoot a course record at Riviera. So uh, fortunately, I uh, came up a little empty on Sunday on the golf course. All right. And you can check out the Great Mexico Open preview at vcin.com. And of course, long shots aforementioned the podcast. Let's back up to yesterday before we get to today's slate as far as college hoops, Wes. Kind of a tricky spot for UConn last night. There was variance as far as the three-point uh, three shooting. Of course, 14 for Creighton and just three of 16 for UConn. Kind of felt like they had an elixir with Kalkbrenner. And Klingon, what did you take away from Creighton's big win, 85-66 over UConn last night? Yeah, Patrick, it was just a tough spot for UConn. And look, they looked tremendous on Saturday against Marquette. And I was on the wrong side of that one, was on the wrong, right side of going against them last night. But look, they were clearly, I think, you know, the rightful number one ranking. But that doesn't mean it was them and everybody else. And I think that perception kind of got out there. And look, Shaka Smart was obviously saying this is the best UConn team that we have played, even better than the national title team last year. Uh, and he might be right. But we also forget that this Creighton team's pretty good, too. This team made the Elite Eight and probably should have made the Final Four, got a shaky call against them late in the uh, Elite Eight round against San Diego State. So this is a very good Creighton team, too. This is a team that could certainly make a Final Four. And there are probably about 20 teams that can actually, like you could say, yeah, I could see them in the Final Four because of all the parity and because of the transfer portal, that being the great equalizer. So, you know, you have to turn over your roster. Roster management is the most important thing now in college basketball. 
what do you think about that? Do you do you enjoy the fact that we've got 20 teams, like you said, that could end up in Phoenix in the final four? Or did you like the old model? Uh, you know, I'm a little bit in the middle. Look, I, I think we like teams that are consistently good every year because it means more when they get knocked out, whether it's a Carolina or a Duke or Kansas or somebody like that. Uh, what used to be Indiana, not so much in recent years at my right. alma mater, but uh, yeah, you, you like those good teams, but you like teams that get a chance. I, I think Miami was a nice story last year. First time they ever made the final four in the history of the program. Uh, San Diego state out of the mountain West. First time Florida Atlantic goes on a great run. And that's kind of the beauty and the brutality of the NCAA tournament, Florida Atlantic. You can make an argument that they should have got beat in the first round by Memphis. Uh, Memphis Memphis kind of had a questionable call go against them late and uh, Florida Atlantic could have been out in the first round. They end up making the final four. So that's what, you know, March madness is all about. You also saw West West Reynolds joining us here. You also saw the variance in three point shooting with 11 Baylor at 25 BYU last night, 78, 71 for BYU five of 20 from three for Baylor, 14 of 36 BYU. It's like there's that similar line that you can draw from Yukon Creighton down to Baylor BYU. Yeah, I think exactly. Uh, first and foremost, BYU, that's a tough place to play. I know that they're new to the Big 12. We saw the Big 12 teams, the new schools, Baylor, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, take a pounding on the gridiron, but not necessarily on the hardwood because those are tough home courts, and it's tough to win at the Marriott Center when you got 21,000 in there. And Baylor, I think you told the story, Patrick, that was regression from three-point range because I think they're number three in the country, shooting a little bit over 40% mm -hmm. as a team, and then only make five of 20-something. So, you know, BYU got down early and then kind of kept him at bay because I was watching a lot of that game, uh, kept him at bay in the second half. Every time Baylor would make a run, BYU would make a basket, stretch it to five, stretch it to seven. So, look, it's tough to win on the road, especially in these power conferences. Okay, so let's do this, Wes. If you don't have UConn nor Purdue kind of separating themselves from the pack, let's go with the Wes Reynolds power rankings. Okay, so if we were to go one through five right now, I am putting you on the spot. I understand. And I'm not talking about the rankings as far as right now. I'm talking about sure. you, neutral. Okay, so who would you go one? Yeah, look, uh, I, I still would go Connecticut number one. Uh, I think uh, – They've got a core that returned from a national championship team. They've got a big man. They've got guys like Cam Spencer, like Tristan Newton, that can be good shot makers. You look at the shooting percentages, they're not like spectacular. They don't jump off the page, but these are guys that are big time shot makers in big time situations. So I'd still go Connecticut one. Uh, probably you would have to go Houston too, just because their defense is so good. Now I worry a little bit about Houston and we saw that last year uh, in the NCAA tournament when they get against a team that are like elite shot makers, sometimes they can't keep up. Now Iowa state, even though Iowa state stayed within the number, thanks to TJ Otzelberger, uh, not fouling down eight with 25 seconds yes. left to go. But uh, so uh, look, Iowa state's not an elite shot making team. They're an elite defensive team, but when you get these teams that can make shots like a, like an Alabama, like an Illinois, that's where they could maybe run into trouble. So I'd go Houston or Connecticut, Houston, Purdue. I'd put Alabama number four. And this Alabama team is actually less talented than I think the team that Nate Oates had last year down there in Tuscaloosa. Of course, you lose Brandon Miller. He was the number two pick in the draft. You lose Clowney, who was a first-round pick. Betty Ako transfers. Jaden Bradley transfers to Arizona. And you have to, like, replace your whole roster. Basically, the only guy they brought back that was a starter was Mark Sears. This team, look, Alabama plays modern basketball in 2024. It is all about, and we hear it from all the analytics guys, and it's absolutely true, it is three in rim rate. And if you looked at that shot chart for Alabama last Saturday against Texas A&M, all of them were threes or all of them were in the paint. I think there was like one little bubble that was outside uh, in that mid range. And it's like, if you take a mid range shot for this team, your butt's going to the bench. And that's just the way it is. And I like the way Alabama's playing right now. They kind of overscheduled. If you remember, remember they lost those three games in a row. They lost to Purdue in Toronto. They lost to Creighton in Omaha. And then they lost Arizona out in Phoenix. They overscheduled, but ever since then, this team this team has been right there. And then probably number five, it's kind of a tie, I would say, between Arizona, I think, is right there. Tennessee is right there. Now, they finally have an elite shot maker in Dalton Connect that they haven't had in the NCAA tournament. Always good defensively, but we know Rick Barnes 
has struggled in March. And, and so, so I would put them there and maybe, and maybe, you know, Purdue is also right in that mix and Purdue same bugaboo as Rick Barnes, Matt Painter, I think does a great job in the regular season, but just hasn't been able to get over that hump in March. Yeah, the point distribution for Nate Oates and Alabama is hilarious, but they make their threes. They also make their free throws, and they're going to play as fast as anybody. So that's mm-hmm. a tough matchup. They've got a the fireworks tonight in Tuscaloosa, which we can talk when we come back here, Wes. Of course, Florida's a good offensive team as well. But I wanted to ask you about this because I mentioned at the onset, I think most would agree you're probably the sharpest dude, not just at VEASAN, but one of the sharpest in the community that is the betting community. I want to talk about your volume. So if you go to vcin.com slash picks, you will see that Wes is perpetually near the top of the rankings. But what also is fascinating is nobody fires more than you. Can we talk about the volume? Well, yeah, sure. And look, it's not for everybody. I don't recommend it for everybody. If you're not comfortable at it or, or whatnot, don't fire if you're not comfortable. But I have found, at least for me, I do pretty well with second halves and, and, you know, there's a diff, there's a different uh, handicap for that uh, necessarily, you know, kind of looking at what the number was and, you know, and then you got to look quickly at the box scores, especially when they're coming off rattling off, you got to look at the box score. You got to look at the shooting percentages. You got to look at the foul distribution and you only have like 15 or 20 minutes to do this. So it's hard to do it in every game. And then, you know, there's a little bit of screen watching there, of course, too. Uh, you know, when you have a high volume, because if it's a short board, like on a Monday, yeah, you can do it. But if it's Saturday and you've got 15 games going into half at like a 10 minute span, then you have have to incorporate a little bit of screen watching. So look, college basketball is what I'm more comfortable with in, in, in volume. Like I don't do volume in hockey because I don't bet hockey every day and I'm not as comfortable and I'm not as good at it. So, you know, it's tougher to do volume NFL. It's just less games. So I don't do as much NFL volume necessarily either, but, uh, you know, you got to do it. If you're going to fire, you got to be comfortable in your sport and it's got to be kind of one of your specialty deals. If you're going to do that. I'm, I'm going to a little anecdote off of Wes, what Wes just said about betting college games at the break. I'll take you back well before Wes and I were even at VEASAN about 10 years ago, 2014. I was heavily betting college basketball, but I didn't have a good feel for second halves. So I was following Wes and I had no clue who he was. I was following Wes on Twitter, and as soon as college basketball games would go to the break, I'd be refreshing his Twitter page incessantly, waiting for him to hand out second-half candy. And then when Wes would hand out a second-half play, I would just blindly bet it. And that is... You know you've been doing this for a long time. That was probably 10 years ago. Now we obviously work together, friends now at VEASAN. But I used to just absolutely rip your second half plays. And then if you put it out on Twitter, I'd blindly bet it. Yeah, look, and a lot of this, look, it's a lot of work. I mean, you're you're in front of a television, in front of a screen all day long if you're going to do this and, uh, you know, fire that heavy. So I appreciate the kind words, though, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> we, it wasn't all candy, though. Uh, you know, it was some other things, too. Uh, we had some bad days as well. I, I, I think I was in a relationship at the time, and she used to say, <laughs> Wes Candy, and I was like, yes, we can't go to dinner yet because I'm waiting for Wes to drop his second half plays. Wes who, Reynolds like, won. Who the hell is this Rube from Indiana, and why are you waiting on his tweets? No, because you had like a general as your avatar, so nobody knew who you were. We're back with Wes Reynolds next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Dustin Sweetelson, the big guy, live downtown Las Vegas at the D. And it's nice to see a familiar face, Wes Reynolds. Ooh, you can have arguments, but many would say sharpest guy here at VSIN. VSIN tonight, of course, along with Matt Humans. 9P to 12A Pacific. And then, of course, the best golf podcast you can find. You can go find it. VEASAN.com usually drops on Tuesdays. Long Shots podcast at Wes Reynolds 1 on Twitter. Wes, it's great to see you. How are you? Fellas, uh, good to be with you. I'm doing well. Good. And you should be doing well because by our math, are you on a 70, 56, and 2 run over at VEASAN.com with the picks? 70, 56, and 2, my friend? I think so. I came up empty on the golf this weekend, though. This was not one of my better tournaments. Had him in position on Sunday with uh, Zalatoris and Cantlay, but Hideki Matsuyama decided to uh, shoot 9 under and uh, uh, almost shoot a course record at Riviera. So, uh, fortunately, uh, came up a little empty on Sunday on the golf course. All right. And you can check out the Great Mexico Open preview at vcin.com. And of course, long shots aforementioned the podcast. Let's back up to yesterday before we get to today's slate as far as college hoops, West. Kind of a tricky spot for UConn last night. There was variance as far as the three uh, three point shooting, of course, 14 for Creighton and just three of 16 for UConn. Kind of felt like they had an elixir with Kalkbrenner. And Klingon, what did you take away from Creighton's big win, 85-66 over UConn last night? Yeah, Patrick, it was just a tough spot for UConn. And look, they looked tremendous on Saturday against Marquette. And I was on the wrong side of that one, was on the right side of going against them last night. But look, they were clearly, I think, you know, the rightful number one ranking. But that doesn't mean it was them and everybody else. And I think that perception kind of got out there. And look, Shaka Smart was obviously saying this is the best UConn team that we have played, even better than the national title team last year. Uh, And he might be right. But we also forget that this Creighton team's pretty good, too. This team made the Elite Eight and probably should have made the Final Four, got a shaky call against them late in the uh, Elite Eight round against San Diego State. So this is a very good Creighton team, too. This is a team that could certainly make a Final Four. And there are probably about 20 teams that can actually, like you could say, yeah, I can see them in the Final Four because of all the parity and because of the transfer portal, that being the great equalizer. So, you know, you have to turn over your roster. Roster management is the most important thing now in college basketball. What do you think about that? Do you do you enjoy the fact that we've got 20 teams, like you said, that could end up in Phoenix in the Final Four? Or did you like the old model? Uh, You know, I'm a little bit in the middle. Look, I think we like teams that are consistently good every year because it means more when they get knocked out, whether it's a Carolina or a Duke or Kansas or somebody like that. Uh, What used to be Indiana, not so much in recent years at my alma mater, but uh, yeah, you, you like those good teams, but you like teams that get a chance. I I think Miami was a nice story last year. First time they ever made the final four in the history of the program. Uh, San Diego state out of the mountain West. First time Florida Atlantic goes on a great, run. And that's kind of the beauty and the brutality of the NCAA tournament, Florida Atlantic. You can make an argument that they should have got beaten the first round by Memphis. Uh, Memphis kind of had a questionable call go against them late and, uh, Florida Atlantic could have been out in the first round. They end up making the final four. So that's what, you know, March madness is all about. You also saw West West Reynolds joining us here. You also saw the variance in three point shooting with 11 Baylor at 25 BYU last night, 78, 71 for BYU five of 20 from three for Baylor, 14 of 36 BYU. It's like there's that similar line that you can draw from Yukon Creighton down to Baylor BYU. Yeah, I think exactly. Uh, first and foremost, BYU, that's a tough place to play. I know that they're new to the Big 12. We saw the Big 12 teams, the new schools, Baylor, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, take a pounding on the gridiron. 
but not necessarily on the hardwood because those are tough home courts and it's tough to win at the Marriott center when you got 21,000 in there and Baylor, I think you told the story, Patrick, that was regression from three point range. Cause I think they're number three in the country shooting a little bit over 40% mm -hmm. as a team and then only make five of 20 something. So, you know, BYU got down early and then kind of kept him at bay. Cause I was watching a lot of that game, uh, kept him at bay in the second half. Every time Baylor'd make a run, BYU'd make a basket, stretch it to five, stretch it to seven. So look, it's tough to win on the road, especially in these power conferences. Okay. So let's do this, Wes. If you don't have UConn nor Purdue kind of separating themselves from the pack, let's go with the Wes Reynolds power rankings. Okay. So if we were to go one through five right now, I am putting you on the spot. I understand. And I'm not talking about the rankings as far as right now. I'm talking about sure. you neutral. Okay. So who would you go one? Yeah. Look, uh, I, I still would go Connecticut. Number one. Uh, I think, uh, They've got a core that returned from a national championship team. They've got a big man. They've got guys like Cam Spencer, like Tristan Newton, that can be good shot makers. You look at the shooting percentages. They're not like spectacular. They don't jump off the page, but these are guys that are big time shot makers in big time situations. So I'd still go Connecticut one. Uh, probably you would have to go Houston too, just because their defense is so good. Now I worry a little bit about Houston and we saw that last year uh, in the NCAA tournament when they get against a team that are like elite shot makers, sometimes they can't keep up. Now Iowa state, even though Iowa state stayed within the number, thanks to TJ Otzelberger, I'm not fouling down eight with 25 seconds yes. left to go. But uh, so uh, look, Iowa state's not an elite shot making team. They're an elite defensive team, but when you get these teams that can make shots like a, like an Alabama, like an Illinois, that's where they can maybe run into trouble. So I'd go Houston or Connecticut, Houston, Purdue. I'd put Alabama number four. And this Alabama team is actually less talented than I think the team that Nate Oates had last year down there in Tuscaloosa. Of course, you lose Brandon Miller. He was the number two pick in the draft. You lose Clowney, who was a first-round pick. Betty Yako transfers. Jaden Bradley transfers to Arizona. And you have to, like, replace your whole roster. Basically, the only guy they brought back that was a starter was Mark Sears. This team, look, Alabama plays modern basketball in 2024. It is all about, and we hear it from all the analytics guys, and it's absolutely true, it is three in rim rate. And if you looked at that shot chart for Alabama last Saturday against Texas A&M, all of them were threes or all of them were in the paint. I think there was like one little bubble that was outside uh, in that mid range. And it's like, if you take a mid range shot for this team, your butt's going to the bench. And that's just the way it is. And I like the way Alabama's playing right now. They kind of overscheduled. If you remember, remember they lost those three games in a row. They lost to Purdue in Toronto. They lost to Creighton in Omaha. And then they lost Arizona out in Phoenix. They overscheduled, but ever since then, this team, this team has been right there. And then probably number five, it's kind of a tie, I would say, between Arizona, I think is right there. Tennessee is right there. No, they finally have an elite shot maker in Dalton Connect that they haven't had in the NCAA tournament. Always good defensively, but we know Rick Barnes has struggled in March. And, and so so I would put them there and maybe and maybe, you know. Purdue is also right in that mix and Purdue same bugaboo as Rick Barnes, Matt Painter, I think does a great job in the regular season, but just hasn't been able to get over that hump in March. Yeah. The point distribution for Nate Oates and Alabama is hilarious, but they make their threes. They also make their free throws and they're going to play as fast as anybody. So that's mm -hmm. a tough matchup. They've got a the fireworks tonight in Tuscaloosa, which we can talk when we come back here, Wes. Of course, Florida's a good offensive team as well. But I wanted to ask you about this because I mentioned at the onset, I think most would agree you're probably the sharpest dude, not just at VEASAN, but one of the sharpest in the community that is the betting community. I want to talk about your volume. So if you go to VEASAN.com slash picks, you will see that Wes is perpetually near the top of the rankings. But what also is fascinating is nobody fires more than you. Can we talk about the volume? Well, yeah, sure. And look, it's not for everybody. I don't recommend it for everybody. If you're not comfortable at it or, or whatnot, don't fire if you're not comfortable. But I have found, at least for me, I do pretty well with second halves and, and, you know, there's a diff, there's a different uh, handicap for that uh, necessarily, you know, kind of looking at 
what the number was and you know and then you got to look quickly at the box scores especially when they're coming off rattling off you got to look at the box score you got to look at the shooting percentages you got to look at the foul distribution and you only have like 15 or 20 minutes to do this so it's hard to do it in every game and then you know there's a little bit of screen watching there of course too uh you know when you have a high volume because if it's a short board like on a monday yeah you can do it but if it's saturday and you've got 15 games going into half at like a 10 minute span then you have to incorporate a little bit of screen watching. So look, college basketball is what I'm more comfortable with in, in, in volume. Like I don't do volume in hockey because I don't bet hockey every day and I'm not as comfortable and I'm not as good at it. So, you know, it's tougher to do volume NFL. It's just less games. So I don't do as much NFL volume necessarily either, but, uh, you know, you got to do it. If you're going to fire, you got to be comfortable in your sport and it's got to be kind of one of your specialty deals. If you're going to do that. I'm I'm gonna a little anecdote off of Wes what Wes just said about betting college games at the break. I'll take you back well before Wes and I were even at Veasan about ten years ago, 2014. I was heavily betting college basketball, but I didn't have a good feel for second halves. So I was following Wes, and I had no clue who he was. I was following Wes on Twitter, and as soon as college basketball games would go to the break, I'd be refreshing his Twitter page incessantly, waiting for him to hand out second-half candy. And then when Wes would hand out a second-half play, I would just blindly bet it. And that is... You know you've been doing this for a long time. That was probably 10 years ago. Now we obviously work together, friends now at VEASAN. But I used to just absolutely rip your second half plays. And then if you put it out on Twitter, I'd blindly bet it. Yeah, look, and a lot of this, look, it's a lot of work. I mean, you're you're in front of a television, in front of a screen all day long if you're going to do this and, uh, you know, fire that heavy. So I appreciate the kind words, though, Patrick. Uh, we, it wasn't all candy, though. Uh, you know, it was some other things, too. Uh, we had some bad days as well. I, I think I was in a relationship at the time, and she used to say, <laughs> Wes Candy, and I was like, yes, we can't go to dinner yet because I'm waiting for Wes to drop his second half plays. Wes who, Reynolds who, like, won. Who the hell is this Rube from Indiana, and why are you waiting on his tweets? No, because you had like a general as your avatar, so nobody knew who you were. We're back with Wes Reynolds next. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.